Now it's time for our daily Bloomberg Law Brief, exploring legal issues in the news. And the Law Brief is brought to you by American Arbitration Association. Business disputes are inevitable. Resolve faster with the American Arbitration Association, the global leader in alternative dispute resolution for over 90 years. More at ADR.org. Today, Bloomberg Law host June Grasso discusses the Senate confirmation hearings for Neil Gorsuch, President Trump's selection to replace Antonin Scalia on the Supreme Court. She speaks with Elizabeth Wydra, president of the Constitutional Accountability Center, and Carrie Severino, chief counsel at the Judicial Crisis Network. Elizabeth, what stood out to you? Well, I thought one thing that was really interesting happened uh, just before the break. There was a question to Judge Gorsuch about um, these repeated comments made by Donald Trump on the campaign trail and then after um, he became president that he would have as explicit litmus test the willingness for um, his nominee to automatically overrule Roe versus Wade. And the question was put to Judge Gorsuch, and he said that he would have walked out the door if the question had been asked of him. The question was not asked of him. Now, that's really interesting because the question then is, well, Donald Trump said over and over that he was going to use this litmus test, being willing to overturn Roe versus Wade. Does that mean he... um, you know, decided it wasn't going to be his litmus test and private, even though a lot of people voted for Trump because of this? Or did he pick Neil Gorsuch knowing that without asking him the question, his record showed that he would be someone who would overturn Roe versus Wade? Kerry, we know that Judge Gorsuch was chosen from a list given by a federal, the Federalist Society. Would anyone on that list be on that list if they weren't conservative and against Roe v. Wade? Well, the list was chosen with an eye to finding judges who have a judicial philosophy in the lines of Justice Scalia and in his mold, so someone who's going to have an originalist approach to the Constitution, uh, looking at the text, looking at the original understanding of that text, whether that the Constitution or all of its amendments, the time of their passage, um, that um, someone who's going to be a textualist when it comes to statutory interpretation. And I think another thing that, that has been repeatedly mentioned as someone who who has the courage of their convictions. That means even when they think it will be unpopular to do so, um, and we've seen many of those cases that Gorsuch has had to try come up today, even when there may be sympathetic litigants on the side that you don't think legally has the winning argument, um, that someone who's going to stand up for those principles and, and still come up with the correct legal result, even if there, whether there's political pressure, media pressure, or simply just going, wow, this law is a bad law. But as Gorsuch has said, you're not always going to like the laws as they stand. Your job as a judge is to apply the law. And that's Carrie Severino, chief counsel at the Judicial Crisis Network, and Elizabeth Wydra, president of the Constitutional Accountability Center, speaking with Bloomberg Law host June Grasso. You can listen to Bloomberg Law Weekdays at 1 p.m. Wall Street time here on Bloomberg Radio. And among the top stories from Bloomberg Law, the Supreme Court has given patent owners more time to sue. The ruling came in a case involving adult diapers, and it's a victory for a Swedish company, SCA, in its suit against a smaller competitor accused of copying a patented diaper design. Two lower courts had said an SCA unit had waited too long to sue. And that's this morning's Bloomberg Law Brief. You can find more legal news at BloombergLaw.com and BloombergBNA.com. Attorneys will find exceptional legal research and business development tools there as well. Visit BloombergLaw.com and BloombergBNA.com for more information.